immediately when COVID happened, we were under contract on five properties. They all blew up in our face. And so we said, okay, well, what's going on here? You know, and they blew up in our face because, you know, we just, we tried to get extensions or whatever else and sellers weren't willing. We said, you know what, we're willing to take a step away, see where the pricing falls in the market and, you know, come back and enter this. We're, we're still very excited about neighborhood commercial. We just wanted to get a little bit more understanding on pricing. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. So welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us again. I have a special guest with us today, Parker Webb is with us out of Kansas City, Missouri. Parker, I appreciate you being here today. Just a little bit about Parker. He's the Chief Executive Officer, CEO of FTW Investments, which is a brand new company joining forces of a few different people together. And, and he manages the company's operations, contributes to investment strategies, and keeps the visions and goals of the company in close distance. He brings over seven years of real estate experience to the table, and not only are they focusing on that, they have Third Space Property Group, which is a boutique real estate firm offering services, sales, leasing, property management, construction management, fee development, and real estate consulting services. Parker is you know, really a heavy hitter in the Kansas City market in multifamily. It's really your sweet spot, right? Yep. So you guys are coming together, buying deals, syndicating deals, bringing investors in, and getting the benefits, you know, reaping the benefits of multifamily investing. So thank you for, for joining us today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Yona. I'm excited to be on. excited you're doing this. Yeah, I am also. And uh, I want to just ask you a question. You know, obviously, everyone, you don't start out from, you know, graduating, you know, university or whatever you did, and then all of a sudden you just like jump into, hey, I want to. I want to do real estate sales. Or did you? Like, what was that? What, what, what was what got you interested in real estate in the first place? So it was actually kind of interesting. I, I started my, so I went to school here at UMKC uh, in Kansas City, University of Missouri, Kansas City. And I was uh, doing political science and economics and largely wanted to work in public service. Um, you know, I spent time as an intern for USAID, uh, doing development work in East Africa, um, with some of our partner organizations there. And so I had this whole mindset that I was going to go do economic development work, work for government agencies, and I wanted to do public service. And then came back from one of those trips abroad and, and a buddy said, hey, I know you're kind of thinking global health, economic development, but what you did, I mean, you raised capital to build a hospital. <laughs> That's real estate development. He's like, maybe you should think about that. And so you know, at the time I was like, you know, I enjoy being abroad, but I really want to you know, have a family and I want to be, I want to be in Kansas city for the long term. And so what can I do? And, you know, he said, Hey, why don't you come to a real estate club meeting? Went to one, the guy speaking happened to become my first boss as I, you know, followed up with him after the, the presentation. So that was Mark Long at Newmark in Kansas city. And, and he really kind of shepherded me into the, to the industry. And then I kind of crafted my, my career from there. Awesome. That's amazing. And it really does have to do, I think, with just, you know, the influences we have in our lives. And you mentioned, you know, just that friend putting the idea in your head. And it, it really, that's, that's amazing because, you know, we have a sounding board and we have people in our lives that are able to 
you know, hear what we're going through and maybe give advice, maybe give suggestions to what we're doing. So, you know, I hope some of our listeners hearing this understand that, you know, it's an integral part of, you know, growing and finding, you know, new ways is, is to, you know, have someone like that you can share your ideas with and point you in the right direction. So, you know, is there something that you, some idea, because obviously you went public health, you were doing a lot of different things until you got into real estate and then you just, you know, took off and you've been in this and, and continually, you know, bursting. You guys are like rocket speed, you know, going up and up. Mm-hmm. But is there, I want to ask you, you know, is there like right now, I mean, you guys have just founded this new synergetic FTW investments. Is there a resource that you would say that you, the three of you, your, you and your two partners kind of share as a common goal that you look to in each other? Sure. I mean, I, well, so I'll say is that maybe there's a common framework that sort of brought us all together. So we're huge fans of Gino Wickman's traction and that whole operating system or entrepreneurial operating system. And frankly, that's the framework through which kind of we all came together. And then what's interesting is, you know, so it's, it's me, it's Logan Freeman, who's really got the expertise in capital raising. Um, there's a lot of 1031 transactions. And then Corey Tuck, who, uh, you know, he managed a hundred million plus family office for a really long time. So, you know, we have the ability to kind of bring on his asset management background and everything they're doing around tax planning mm-hmm. in the family office. And then my specialty was always, you know, identifying deals for acquisitions, you know, managing operations, handling construction and development. And right. so really what we all saw was each of us combined is a complete package where right. all of us by ourselves was not. Right. So you had what each other lacked and you're able to bring those, you know, those combined energies together. And that's exactly what the word synergy means is, is taking those combined energies that cannot do anything or, you know, very much at all on their own. And together you guys can, can do tremendous things. So, so that's incredible to be able to find that in one another. I have an interesting question because I've never asked this question before to anyone, but I've, I wanted to. And it's a random question, but just because I want to get to know you a little bit. So if you, Parker, were to have your own late night talk show, who would be your first guest? Ooh, interesting. So can I do one that's sort of uh, uh, deceased? Because that would be <laughs> my number one goal. I this, is you- this is fictitious. <laughs> so, you know, obviously you can do <laughs> So I would tell you, so the most interesting person I think that I wanted to meet more than anybody else was Anthony Bourdain just how he lived life and, you know, told people stories and, you know, got to eat great food with incredible people. That is just fascinating to me. But then also as someone who's still alive, I'm a huge fan of Top Gear and the Grand Tour. So Jeremy Clarkson, I just think he's hilarious. And I would probably want to bring him on. And also if I could turn that interview into us driving, you know, fast cars, that sounds fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, listen, if if it's your show, you can do whatever you want. So. (laughs) What's amazing to me, and I spoke to Logan, one of your partners, a few weeks ago, and something that he brought up to me was that, you know, you guys are closing deals amidst this pandemic. And I asked him, you know, how are you doing that? And what he said to me kind of was very, was enlightening. And I imagine you say, you share the same vision as him since you guys are partners. But he said, you know, we, got, we have to set the bar. He said, there's yeah, people aren't doing deals, but if no one's going to do deals, you know, when it's going to start. So he said, we just got to set the bar. We see the potential here. We see the, you know, the, the returns, the numbers, everything looks great. So let's just go and do it. And I think that's incredible because I think at this point, a lot of people are kind of struggling to figure out 
how I'm going to make it through, what's it going to be like on the other side, and not enough people are really buckling down and you know, seeing what can I do now in this situation to make the best of things. So I was going to ask you something, but you know, I kind of think I answered the question myself, but let me see anyway. So I want to see, is there something that you've done since the onset of this pandemic, you know, that has the whole lockdown that has happened, a goal that you've set, like something new that you, you had, didn't have beforehand? Well, I mean, FTW actually qualifies here, right? So exactly. we, uh, you know, we, we had been, Corey and Logan and I have been working together for, um, you know, two years now and, and have been going after these deals together and closing deals together. And frankly, immediately when COVID happened, we were under contract on five properties. They all blew up in our face, right? And so we said, okay, well, what's going on here? You know, and they blew up in our face because, you know, we just, we tried to get extensions or whatever else. And you know, sellers weren't willing. We said, you know what, we're willing to take a step away, especially since a number of these properties were retail properties. We're willing to take a step away, see where the pricing falls in the market and, you know, come back into this. We're still very excited about neighborhood commercial. We just wanted to get a little bit more understanding on pricing. And so we, you know, took a step back from deals that we were active in and we said, well, now that we have some headspace to think about this more strategically and work on the business and not in the business, Mm -hmm. let's make this a formal business. We're all doing this you know, separately, but also together. And I think that, you know, frankly, it was an opportunity for us to, you know, clarify to our investors that we are moving forward as, as us three sponsors, and we're going to do this work together. Absolutely. So is there anything that helps you to stay focused in that? Yeah, you know, you know, morning rituals, or is there anything like, you know, something that kind of keeps you focused on, on those goals? So, you know, every week we do our, our vision traction kind of organizing meeting. And so oh. every Monday is basically a nice touchstone for us to visit, go over our goals, go over our objectives. You know, it's, it's that meeting is, is nothing to do with operations and almost all entirely just kind of working on the business. So we take that hour, hour and a half every Monday to work on the business, you know, keep each other abreast of the things that we're doing to be growing and meeting our goals. And then we take the rest of the week to execute on that. And I think that's very helpful. Excellent. That's incredible. Yeah, it is important to not just grow the business, but, you know, on work on the business and not just work the business. You got to take that extra time to do that. So I think, you know, it's really maybe a good segue right now to just jump into the final four, because I think we may go, we may go into some of these things uh, a little deeper, but, you know, we've taken, wonder if you would tell me, you know, the first question I have for you is what is the worst job that you ever had? And so I'm thinking, that's probably one of two, um, but I would say, uh, so worst job I ever had was probably when I was an RA in college, resident assistant, and, uh, you know, I'm broke, and so I'm doing the RA thing to pay for, you know, housing, and I'm still broke, so I'm saying, okay, what can I do? And then I worked the front desk at the apartments, the overnight shift from midnight to 6 a.m., wow. and for an entire year, I don't think I had anywhere close to reasonably healthy sleep patterns. So uh, probably worst job I did. Wow. Yeah. And, and I can imagine in a, in a college apartment, those aren't necessarily quiet hours. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Couldn't necessarily get your studying done or whatever you need to do at that time. But um, okay. So what is a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? For me, it's one, I think it's probably a lot for, a lot of people, but when I was kind of early on, you know, sort of transitioning my headspace from, from kind of public service to you know business, 
I sought out to understand more about all the various systems and how they come into play and the incentives that are involved and, and all of that. And frankly, this is a pretty simple book. I don't actually like how the book is written, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I actually think totally changed my framework and made me think about, you know, finance and personal finance entirely differently than I ever had before. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's actually a pretty common theme amongst our guests. That book has definitely come up a few times because, you know, it is something that just, it lays out, it's a paradigm shift. It just makes you think totally different than, than you were trained or thought about finances and about you know, how we view investing versus, you know, working and, and getting money, you know, earned income. So that's, you know, it's a great book. What skill or talent would you like to learn? So th- this is one that I never picked up and I wish I would have piano. Um, if I could do anything, piano. So growing up, I sang in you know high school choir and did musicals and plays and did all that stuff. And I, I don't do music anymore. And I never learned to play piano. And I feel like, you know, if I could go into my, you know, golden years, being able to play piano and entertain a crowd, I just think that'd be a great talent to have. That's awesome. And you could, you know, mm-hmm. but it really, you know, it's, Learning a musical instrument is. You, do you play any other musical or just you sang? Sing. I played guitar growing up too. Guitar. I also play a little guitar, but it's obviously there's so much work that's involved in you know learning to play an instrument. It's just learning the just going over and over and the kind of tedious, just putting in the hours, repetitive, and you know if if someone who's not used to that kind of training it's something that's very difficult to do, but at the same time, it really opens up possibilities because when you think about it, it kind of sets a goal and you say, Hey, I can do something, you know, maybe three, five years from now, if I do something every single day, I can actually be really good at it. Um, so I think that's a great tool to use. And I think maybe you might, might want to think about picking that up. <laughs> and, and the time being, I've been doing something else that I've always wanted to do, which is teaching myself chess. So, yeah. So I, I always, I like board games. I like strategy and uh, never really did chess growing up. And so I think it's a fun thing to pick up as well. It's a very uh, interesting strategic game. Um, a great idea. Our final question for you today, Parker, is what does success mean to you? So that's actually, uh, I think, uh, one of our conversation topics that we had when we were, you know, setting up FTW. Because I think for all of us, we wanted to define what that is. Is it a certain dollar amount or is it a lifestyle or is it, you know, the car and the house and, and all that kind of stuff? Frankly, for me, I think success is a sense of accomplishment. It's that I set out to do a thing and I achieved that. And I think, and enjoying the journey along the way. And absolutely, do I want to be able to take care of my family and take care of them well and live a nice lifestyle? But to me, it's about, frankly, winning at the things that we're set out to do. Absolutely. So being successful is, you know, not necessarily monetary. It's not necessarily what you have and, and really about just succeeding in anything that you do in life. And I think that's great because a lot of times people think about you know, kind of a big picture. And when they think about success, they might think of, you know, this kind of future goal of what I'm going to be when I'm, you know, have this amount or, or like you mentioned. But if we focus kind of into ourselves, into what I'm accomplishing today or this week or and create goals that are attainable and create goals that are a little beyond our, our reach. 
And then mm-hmm. we're successful in getting to those goals, then that, that's really what makes us successful. So it's really kind of how you look at it and the perspective. Absolutely. So, so I like that. And you guys are, you know, definitely going to be successful. And we got to be on a lookout for FTW making big waves in Kansas City. And if our listeners want to want to get in touch with you, what's the best way that they can find you? Yeah. Go to our website and you can connect to us there, ftwinvestmentsllc.com. My email, parker at ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Or Logan, Corey, and I all try to be pretty active on LinkedIn, although you do a, a pretty good job yourself. So, <laughs> Try, you know, I think LinkedIn is a place and uh, I think we may have connected on, on LinkedIn first. And it's one of those networks that, and you guys, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you found it somewhere and you didn't find it through LinkedIn, you got to go check, check me out and check Parker out on LinkedIn. Because when you understand what it means to have a network, and, and I spoke about this you know, earlier today with someone, that your network is your net worth. And it, and it seems kind of cliche, right? But in all actuality, when you see as you know, someone who, for example, has fallen on, on rough times, and a lot of us have fallen on rough times during these times, you can turn to your network, those people that you have developed relationships with have you know, gone through, and you can turn to them and find resources. And, and LinkedIn is a kind of a community where people are positive, and people are helpful, and most of the people I've found are growth-oriented. And that's why I love it so much, because it's not just like social media, where you're just like sharing whatever, you know, with your friends and your family. These are business acquaintances and like a networking. I look at it, as, I look at it like a networking event just mm-hmm. all day long. So that's, that's why I love it. So thank you. And we'll definitely see you there. And our listeners, check us out. Check Parker out. Check out FTW Investments. And, you know, I just want to thank you. Thank you again for joining me today, Parker. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little more and uh, find out what's, what's making you guys tick. And wish you much success in your journey. Thank you so much. Yeah, and to our listeners, thank you again for listening in. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.